When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment, like no other, it's gonna be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero, The Sick Podcast. And you can listen to us on all social media platforms and follow us on Facebook at The Sick Podcast and on Facebook. Like it and share it with your friends. We're talking hoops with my basketball aficionado, John D'Angelis. <laughs> and uh, I never thought I'd bring in someone who loves the game as much or more than he does. But, John, I think I found somebody. He's Canada's version of Coach K. He is our very own Steve Konchalski. Coach, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tony. Happy to be here. Well, thank you very much for doing it, Coach. Your uh, your CV speaks for itself. It's uh, very impressive. Thank you very much. You've won 919 games in 46 years at St. Francis Xavier University. I have to ask you, in a business that has so much turnover, how the heck have you been able to last that long? <laughs> well, that's a good question. You know, I don't think you're going to see... You know, as, as as the game evolves and society has, you know, more and more pressures on coaches, I don't know if you're going to see that happen very often. But uh, I mean, I, you know, I grew up in New York City. Uh, I, 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 I fell in love with the game uh, as, a, as a young teenager. Uh, came up to Canada to Acadia University uh, in Nova Scotia. Uh, we had a lot of success there. We won a national championship. And, uh, you know, I, I – uh, I just decided I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in Canada. I love I love the country, and uh, you know I love the small towns in uh, East, and that's what uh, Saint Avex is in uh, Antigonish, a small town, five thousand people. Uh, but um, hey, it's what I. It's, they, they've just made a very comfortable situation for me, coaching at a small school where I can get to know the players and um, you know really kind of build relationships in addition to building teams. Coach, coach, how did you end up in Acadia from New York? Sue Aberdeen, uh, who was a legendary coach, uh, originally from New York State, um, came down to New York City. He was good friends with my high school coach, Jack Kern. And um, he talked me into coming up to Canada. I, I had to look at the map to see where Nova Scotia was. <laughs> and uh, But I, I kind of really made the adjustment from New York to, uh, you know, to the smaller towns pretty, pretty seamlessly. Um, and... Um, you know, like I said, it's changed my whole life coming from from New York to you know, and from there. Besides the forty six years at Saint Avex, I've been I've worked with the national team program for over thirty years. So um, it's it's it you know it, it it's been a great situation, and I've been able to combine the national team in the summers with Saint Avex in the in the school. You know, my main uh, obviously occupation in the winter time, and um, it's it's been a great it's been it's been a great ride. Coach, anyone who got, grows up playing amateur sports and um, they want to play in a national championship, 
right? And once they play in a national championship, they want to win a national championship. And anyone who ends up going into the coaching world wants to coach in a national championship. And once they coach in it, they want to win that national championship. Three people in Canada have won a national championship as a player and as a coach. You're one of them. When you hear me say that, and I know you knew that already, but how cool is that? Well, it's really, it is really rewarding. Um, and it's interesting you say that because winning it as a player is, was a tremendous experience way back in 1965. wasn't yesterday, but, uh, you know, uh, that, that was a great experience. And uh, it's funny, when we won our first uh, one as a team at St. Evex in 1993, uh, I was asked by the media, which is more rewarding, winning as a, as a player or a coach? And at that time, I didn't have a lot of time to reflect on it. And by having time to reflect, I would say, you know, winning as a coach actually it was more rewarding because you can you can share it with all those young, you know, men that you recruited and, and helped develop. And uh, as 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 a, as a player, you're more, you know, I guess self-centered if you want to call it that, and you don't see it from the broad perspective. But anyway, uh, they were all great experiences, and and I'm very fortunate to. Uh, you know, they have they had a chance to experience that. Yeah. John, before passing it to you, I just have a follow-up question uh, for Coach Konchalski, and that is winning as, as a player, is there something that you took out of it that helped you when you were a coach? Well, I think the biggest thing I learned as a player that helped me as a coach is the fact that uh, I was not a great natural athlete uh, you know, I couldn't dunk. I, you know, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't particularly quick. I was, I really worked on my skills. I was a shooter. Um, and I, I really worked on that every single day. And I think that work ethic, um, you know, I'd like to say, I'd like to think I could, you know, uh, bring that to my players. Uh, but also, you know, I having played at, you know, one of the top high schools in New York city, uh, Archbishop Malloy, I spent a lot of time collecting splinters, to be honest with you. I had to really work to get off the bench and get into games and then eventually, you know, have to be successful in, in, in playing in, in college. But I think that having sat on a bench, having had to work so hard to even make the team in high school, um, you know, prepared me to be able to coach and, and understand what what players are going through, not just, the, you know, your, your starting five, but the players that are – uh, you know, that are struggling, the, the, your ninth man, your tenth man, that are so critical to, you know, team culture. So I think that's the biggest thing I learned to take away from my career as a player. Coach, you're extremely humble because if I'm, if I'm correct, I think you were the MVP of the Nationals at Acadia. Well, so you really, really went from collecting splinters to being an MVP of the National Championships. Well, th that's what I'm saying. I, uh, you know, uh, it took a lot of work. That wasn't uh, happening overnight, right? Um, and that's that's the work ethic that you need to be successful at whatever you do. You're a success story. You're a success story. Coach, three Olympics. Tell me which one is the one you remember the most. Well, I, I would say probably the uh, – I would have to say Montreal in 76 simply because I was – you know, I, I had been living in Montreal uh, and working at Loyola College in Montreal West – you know, prior to that, from 71 to 75. Um, so I never forget that feeling marching into Olympic Stadium. 
um, as the last group that came in, there were 75,000 people in Olympic Stadium. And I, I really, the first time I understood what the roar of the crowd, that expression, the roar of the crowd, when the Canadian team came in and the, and the, the, the Olympic Stadium exploded, um, that was a tremendous source of pride for me to, you know, uh, it was an amazing experience. We, we too in Montreal remember those Olympics, coach, we're still paying for it. <laughs> 45 years later <laughs> absolutely did you play against the uh american team we played the americans in the uh, actually uh in the semifinal game yeah and we had played them in plattsburgh um and you know about a week before the olympics and uh, gave them a really good game but our starting center uh, a big 610 uh kid by the name of ken mckenzie who was a fantastic rebounder went down with a knee injury in that game, unfortunately. So we didn't have him when we played in the bronze in the semifinal against the U.S. Dean Smith uh, was coaching that team. Um, and, um, yeah, we, we, we lost to them. They beat us pretty good, uh, you know. But just to be in the Olympic Games and compete for a medal uh, was uh, – we fortunate enough we played for a medal twice in, in – in, uh, uh, both in uh, 76 and then in 84 and, and Los yeah. Angeles, we played, we lost to Yugoslavia for the bronze medal. But, uh, you know, the, the Olympics are an amazing experience. Uh, just to be in a, in a village with, uh, you know, thousands of athletes that have, that have dedicated their whole lives to being right there those two weeks uh, was an amazing experience. Nadia Comaneci. Yeah, it's a sick podcast brought to you by my bookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Coach, if you don't mind the personal question, 76 Olympics in Montreal, and you're in that village with thousands of athletes. Were you single at the time? <laughs> I was. In fact, you know, here's a funny story. My wife, Charlene, who has become a great basketball fan, and, you know, my, probably my number one assistant coach, over, who have been married for 40 years, she was living in Montreal at the time. I didn't know her. She was, I didn't know her. I didn't meet her until I came back to Nova Scotia. And uh, this is how much of a basketball fan she was. During the Olympics, she went to Europe to travel Europe. <laughs> she didn't want to deal with all the uh, – All the, uh, the tourists. So yeah. if you don't mind me asking, how, how old were you at the 76 Olympics? Uh, I was 30 years old. 30 years old, single, in a village with thousands of athletes in Montreal. Now I know why Montreal was your favorite Olympics coach. <laughs> Hey, Coach, um, breaking news today at the time that we're recording this on the Thursday afternoon, we found out earlier this morning that a positive COVID test with Duke means they can't play the ACC tourney, which means they're out of March Madness. What a way to go out and not participate. So from our Coach K, how do you think the other Coach K south of the border is feeling right now? Well, you probably feel like most a lot of coaches felt this year it was just a situation where it's totally out of out of control. I mean, it's out of your control. The only thing you could control is to try to get your players to come to practice every day, or if we have games, or you know, like they did, uh, is to is to try to keep uh, a focus through all this craziness. Um, you know, as as it turns out, I mean, Duke was on the bubble anyway. Really, I mean, there was speculation that they had a you know, show really well in the ACC tournament. Um, exactly what that meant, I don't know. But to show really well in that tournament, even to get um, into the last four, 
you know, uh, to, you know, to, to work their way into the tournament. Uh, and I think it's it, there's a whole bunch of things going in that we're not going to probably get into here. But, you know, the whole concept of recruiting one and done players, I think that's, you know, that's going by the wayside now because of the, the you know, all these transfers that are coming around and, uh, you know, teams like Kentucky and, and North Carolina and uh, Duke uh, weren't the same this year, whether it was COVID. But I think a lot of it is you can't just win with 18-year-olds every single year. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot to be said for building teams and, uh, you know, having experienced players. Coach, tell us for about 30 seconds how crazy the fans are in the Maritime about their basketball. People don't realize that in the rest of Canada. Well, we don't have, you know, we don't have professional sport here. The, the only, you know, we, and that's, and that's, so college sports is, is king. And that's, uh, you know, that's one of the things, having lived in Montreal and knowing, you know, when I was there, the Expos were there, the, obviously the Canadians, uh, you know, uh, the Alouettes the were big in those days, playing at the Autostad. Uh, you know, basket, you couldn't find a basketball score, you know, uh, way, way back in the small type, maybe. Uh, whereas in the Maritimes, it's in the papers all the time, it's on the media all the time, and, and the fans come out and support it. That's Here great. in the Sick Podcast, go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code SICKHOODIES15 for 15% off on all hoodies, once again, of all your favorite teams. Coach, when we talk Canadian basketball, we talk Steve Nash. You watch him do his job coaching that Brooklyn Nets team. How do you think he's transitioned from player to coach? Well, I, I watched him grow uh, in, the, in just in the three or four months of the, the season, actually. Uh, but knowing Steve and having had an opportunity to coach him for two or three summers with the national team back as a, when he was a young player, when he was first in the NBA, um, he just has a level head. He has a way to communicate with people that, that others don't. Uh, he, he, you know, he, he keeps his cool. He understands what it, what it is to be a winner because he had a, he, he had a, uh, you know, uh, completely dedicated his life to, you know, to the game of basketball for him to be, get to where he got to or two time MVP. And I have, you know, I've, I've watched with a particular interest, obviously knowing Steve, uh-huh. uh, he's definitely grown as a coach in the last, you know, since the first couple of games of the season. Now also I think anybody uh, might grow as a coach if you have Durant and Harden and Kyrie on your team. I hear you. <laughs> well, you know what they say, coach? Teams with good players usually go after good coaches who can coach them, right? So let me ask you this uh, in ending, if I can. Did you have an inkling then? Did you think then when he was a player and you were coaching him that he could be a good coach one day? Absolutely. And uh, if, 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 if I wasn't sure of it, uh, I called him one one time in his rookie year at, with Phoenix, and he was playing. He wasn't getting any. He hadn't gotten any game in fourteen games. He was playing behind uh, a couple of guys by the name of Jason Kidd and, and Kevin Johnson, <laughs> guards in the league. And I said, Steve, how are you you know how are you dealing with not playing? He said, Coach. He said, uh, the practices are my games. If I I have to come to practice every day, if I can compete with those guys in practice, I'll get to where I want to get to. And that's that's a mature. A uh, young man who turned into a great basketball player, and he'll, and I think he'll turn into a great coach as well. That's well, a great, that's a great play. story. In ten seconds, if we can, coach, give us a winner of March Madness. I'm going to go with Gonzaga. You know, I watched them the other night. They they just have too many, uh, you know, pieces to the puzzle, and uh, 
you know, they were down, you know, double digits to, to Brigham Young, and, and, and they end up winning by double digits. They, they, they've only won one game. They're undefeated and only won one game this year by less than double digits. So right. they're the favorites. Anything can happen in one game, but it's hard to, hard to bet against uh, the Zags right now. I, I think I could speak for John D'Angelis when I say what a pleasure – in talking with a legendary coach, wow. one of you know the biggest basketball names in our country. You've marked our sport as a player and as a coach, the longevity, and you really have been a pioneer. What an honor this was for us, Coach Kanchelski. I really hope that we can do it again sometime soon. Coach K, I cannot tell you how honored I am to have you on this show today. Thank you for giving us the time. Right. Well, thank you both, Tony and John. John. Appreciate it uh, anytime. You be Thanks. well, you be safe, and one day I want to hear more stories about 76. All right, sounds good. <laughs> he is Steve Konchalski. He's John D'Angelis. I'm Marinero. It's The Sick Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Sick Podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid.